Hallmarkies. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am Cami Clements, the Hooked Hardy. I'm your host for today. And I am very, very excited about this interview because we have our second star from When Hope Calls joining us, Miss Hanukkah Talbot. Hi, Hanukkah. Hello. How are you? Oh, doing lovely. And yourself? Uh, I'm very good. Thank you. Very happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy that I get the chance to talk to you. I had all my life, I've had a fascination with the British. And I used to, oh, yes. When I, was, when I was about six, seven years old, I constantly was trying to mimic the accent and I would mm-hmm. pretend I was from England. <laughs> and my, I, have a, I have a brother who. I have a brother who spent two years in England, and then my yes. parents went went there several times. So, yes, mm-hmm. I I love love England. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and do my best to represent the nation. Then, no <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, how are you holding up? You doing okay with yeah. all of the quarantine? Yeah, I'm good. It's been I th- I mean, like like a lot of people, I sort of feel like every day is different and. The first few weeks, I felt like there was so much new information coming in and it was mm-hmm. sort of a lot of shock and emotion, whereas now it's sort of strangely normalized. And, and I'm actually finding the days, I'm running out of time in the day, like the, the days wow. just fly by. Um, not to say every day is a good day, but right. <laughs> Well, good. I'm I'm yeah. glad that you're able to stay busy because, yeah. yeah, sitting around can get old after you know a few yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've always been someone with a with a like a never-ending to-do list. So this is sort of the perfect opportunity for me to to sort of approach the to-do list head-on, and it's still growing. So until that runs out, I'm good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, what is your favorite quarantined activity to be doing right now? Oh, I guess, well, I just moved house a couple of weeks ago and, I, and my building is quite old. So I've sort of got these little fun tasks of like painting. And I find that's quite nice because it's, you know, like um, actually just before we spoke, I've been taping my bedside table and painting it. And it's sort of oh. a simple activity. You're sort of, you're still being proactive, but you, so, you can sort of just disengage mentally. So it's, it's sort of strangely peaceful. So I would say painting but I've done most of it now so I'll have to find because painting is more fun than cleaning (laughs) indeed it is but I find because we're at home so much you know you sort of stare into space and then you're like that corner's a bit dusty but that's that's (laughs) less fun (laughs) so are you more of a book reader or a tv watcher I'm ooh, I'm gonna say I'm more of a book reader. I'm I'm big on Audible, which is a like an audiobook app. And that's since downloading that a few years ago, I actually read far more than I did before, just be- because I can sort of do it wherever I am. So if I'm going for a walk or, you know, before when I was on public transport or flying or something, it's I just love the idea of being able to read a book anywhere. And I Absolutely. don't actually I don't actually have a television, which might be a bit controversial considering my job is on television. <laughs> wow. So I will not ask you what shows you've been binging I, while you're... <laughs> I, do. I, I am. Um, uh, obviously, I, I have Netflix and, and right. all those th- sorts of things. But yeah, I haven't properly gotten into a show this quarantine yet because I, I've sort of downloaded a bunch of books and podcasts. So 
once I get through those, then I'll, then I'll dip into some TV shows, I think. <laughs> so what's been your favorite book or book series to get into during this? Ooh. Oh, well, actually, speaking, speaking to you earlier, I wanted to say I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown, and I'm pretty sure she's from Austin. She's, she's a researcher and has sort of, she's been quite famous in terms of, um, she researches things like vulnerability and shame. And so I'm reading The Power of Vulnerability by Brene Brown at the moment. And uh, Ooh, yeah, I've, I, I've, I've never heard of her. I'm going to have to check her out. Oh, she's, she's phenomenal. She's absolutely wonderful. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So obviously you are from England, yeah. but where are you from? Um, well, similar to Maggie, um, I'm, I'm a bit confused in that technically, <laughs> technically I am from England, but I, I had a very international upbringing in that my, my dad's, because uh, my dad's job, we moved around a lot when I was a kid. So oh, what um, did he do? Um, he's, he's a logistics consultant. And oh my. Um, it's, I mean, it sounds, it sounds sort of more, more, uh, uh, majestic than it is. I, you know, a lot of it is sort of warehouse design and, and, and infrastructure and helping out businesses get their product from the warehouse to the shop. Uh-huh. Like but, um, so I'm actually, um, I'm English Irish, um, but I was born in Holland, which is the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Um, and that's, that's where my parents gave me, gave me the, the odd name. So, uh, Hanukkah is actually a Dutch name. And so in Dutch, it's pronounced Hanukkah but that's, that's really hard to say. So we sort of anglicized it to Hanukkah or I go by Hank for short. Um, <laughs> you're, too, the- you're too pretty to go by Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. But that's why it's great. Cause you don't expect it. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, especially on, on like sets, you know, like on when hook called because sets are such busy places and we have to get so much done. It's just, it's easier for me because I have this odd name. Hank, right. You can't forget Hank. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh you, yeah, you remember Hank, <laughs> <laughs> and it's easy to hear too. Exactly. I'm um, sorry. So in te- so I was born in Holland, and then I moved to Malaysia when I was four. Wow. And um, and then I mean, and then England, and then Australia, and then Malaysia. But m- most of my childhood was spent in Malaysia, so I was there for twelve years in total. And um, wow. to London when I was 18. So um, in England, I would say my home is London and also Devon because my grandparents were from there. So okay. The, the long answer to your short question, I would say London and Devon. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm assuming that you're living in Canada. Yes. In yes. In, uh, in a very windy Toronto today. <laughs> I was about to say, what? How's the weather up there? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. It's minus three today, and like the wind is so crazy that. Um, wow. Yeah, it's 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 not a it's not a fun day. It's not a fun day, but I'm inside, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Man, is it possible to be minus three in the spring? I I didn't think that it could get that cold this late. <laughs> Toronto, like Toronto, spring like really sort of comes out in may we sort of do okay here in like the dead of winter um, <laughs> and then but it, it does get surprisingly hot in the summer uh yeah hot is relative remember yeah <laughs> hot is very relative depending on where you are 
Okay, so you told us that your name is Dutch. Is there any kind of a special story of how your parents thought of the name, or is there a special meaning or significance or anything to it? I think, this is actually awful, I think it might mean treasure or hope, but, but I could be lying. Um, <laughs> so I would have to Google I'm going to go Google it right now. <laughs> but um, I think, no, I'm, I'm the, the youngest of three, and um, uh, I would say my, my siblings have sort of, you know, uh, very Anglo names, whereas I think, you know, I was number three, they'd done it before, we were in Holland, so I think it was a bit of a when in Rome, let's go crazy. Let's give out a Dutch name. So it's actually a very traditional Dutch name. So it's sort of, um, it's, you know, it could be like, uh, it's, it's sort of old school. So like a lot of grandmas in Holland might be called. Okay. So it, it might be one of those names. Like I'm finding like a lot of grandparents' names are sort of making a comeback in babies now. Oh, absolutely. Albert, Ernie, Theodore, um, Mary, things like that. So yeah, my name is actually not... Um, super cool, but I think it's going to make a comeback in Holland anytime, any day now. Well, it's cool everywhere else because no one's ever heard of it. Much. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take that. I still, I still remember tweeting you and saying, hello, I'm getting ready to do a podcast and I do not want to say your name wrong. So how do you pronounce that? It's, so. it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been butchered uh, for most <laughs> of my life. So it's, yeah, and I, but it's a tough name. So it's Hanukkah or Hank for short. There you go. Wonderful. So you said that you're the youngest of three. Uh, tell us about tell us about your family. So I have um, I have a sister who's four years older and a brother who's two years older, and sort of well, yeah we we because we grew up so internationally we are actually all spread out. So my sister lives in Bristol in England and my brother lives in Switzerland. Um, and my sister is actually a nurse, so it was really funny with a lot of filming. <laughs> Especially when I had, you know, sort of gadgets I needed to use, I would always text her um, to make sure I was doing it correctly because, you know, the last thing I w- and like I come from a family of nurses and, you know, you just you you just want to represent represent the team correctly. So my sister really came in handy. Uh, oh, that's lovely, Maggie's nursing. <laughs> I that <laughs> was that was actually one of my questions: is did you have medical? know-how or knowledge before you got the role of Maggie. So mm-hmm. I am I am so glad that your sister was there to help you out with the character. Me too. I mean, obviously, yeah, it was a very different time. We've, uh, we've oh, sure. somewhat. Um, but yeah, yeah, my sister definitely uh, was a port of call for, for many of uh, Maggie's scenes. Oh my gosh. I, I just think that is so wonderful. <laughs> so the first, uh, the first, Hallmark-esque sort of uh, project that you were in was uh, Christmas with a Prince, correct? Yes, yes. And you played Liam, who is his name in the movie is Ben. You played Liam's mother, which yes. I thought was so cute. And then, and then later you get reunited. I, I always love seeing the connections between yeah. the between all of the castings, it's so much fun to track. Kim and I have actually done uh, three projects together now, which is such wow. a strange coincidence. We did we did a movie called Ready or Not, which is sort of this horror comedy uh, uh-huh. 
where I, I basically played his nanny again. So we, we seem to <laughs> continually find one another. You've and got a maternal link with that kid. I know. And uh, he, <laughs> what was it? When we were on set of When Hope Calls, he, he made a joke that he's going to write it into his deal memo that whatever job he does, Hanukkah needs to be, be there too. <laughs> Hanukkah needs to be my mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so so funny. When I was in college, I was a theater major and there was this and there was this guy there that my freshman year he played my father, my sophomore year he played my son. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we have to recycle each other. There's not many of us. So <laughs> Oh my goodness. So yeah, I kept saying to him, Trevor, all we got to do is play husband and wife and brother and sister and we're set. (laughs) (laughs) And we've explored all facets of this relationship. (laughs) It was so funny. That is so cool. That is so cool. So what was the, what was the time span kind uh, just generally between those projects? um, Christmas for the Prince was 2018 Mm -hmm. it must have been in I want to say June and then we started shooting When Hope Calls May 2019 oh sorry sorry no so I worked with Liam for Christmas with the Prince in June 2018 and then we did Ready or Not we shot that in um, October 2018 in November and then I worked with him again the following May so actually wow so not much time at all oh no, so I, and obviously, because his parents were on set as well, so so you know we're always joking with each other, and we seem to be following each other around. So hopefully this year, <laughs> once things um, simplify somewhat, maybe uh, maybe I'll see Liam again in another project. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, what would you say is your favorite role? If you had to pick one, what would you say is your favorite role that you've done so far? Oh dear, that is so hard. I really... <laughs> I know, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, Ma- Maggie has been such a joy to play and, and not just not just the, um, obviously the outcome which, which the audience sees, but I think Maggie was really special in that it kind of felt like this summer camp. Do you know what I mean? Because we, we, we filmed in a, in a small town called North Bay, which is four hours north of Toronto. So it's sort right. of... In the, in the Canadian countryside and, and you know, um, and it was obviously so lovely, lovely having so many cast members who, you know, uh, are of a similar age bracket. And so mm-hmm. since then we've all become such good friends. So I'm going to say it's between Maggie and then um, it has to be, I, I played um, uh, a supervillain um, called Shimmer on a, a DC show called Titans. And mm-hmm. I think that, that has to be up there just because it was so cool. You know, and you're like, <laughs> oh, this is so cool. So that like, just for like the kid in me, I think Shimmer is, it has to be high up there as well. Was Shimmer the one with the pink hair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. Really, really sort of steely, ice, ice cold. Um, and it was just fun being, you know, being, being the bad, the bad girl. <laughs> we all like a chance to dip into that, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Maggie, uh, Maggie's on a good path thus far. <laughs> Maggie's not, Maggie's not turning into a sourpuss anytime soon. So. <laughs> the, a sourpuss would probably be the extent of how evil she yeah. would get. <laughs> That's as bad as Maggie could get, I think. 
<laughs> having a grumpy day in the infirmary, refusing to uh, take, any, take any temperatures, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have a dream role, a role that you would just love to play one day? Um, I mean, I, I was trained um, uh, very classically, so I sort of started out in the theatre. I went to a conservatoire in London, and I think, so that's where my, my passion really began, is, is in the theatre. Mm-hmm. It, it was, when I was, uh, when I was in theatre school and, and growing up, my, my dream was always to be in the Royal Shakespeare Company, and that, oh. that sort of, obviously, because I, I moved to Canada and, and uh there's much more film and television. I'm, I'm more focused on film and television in North America. Um, that I would say, yeah, I would love to play one of Shakespeare's greats, or I'm also a huge fan of Chekhov. I would love to play um, one of Chekhov's great women, or you know, A Doll's House, Ibsen. I think I would go, yeah, more more down the classical route. Okay. Do you have a favorite Shakespeare play? <laughs> I know. What's your favorite star in the sky, right? Yeah, it's going to be between um, Hamlet and Twelfth Night. Uh, I've never done either one, but I've seen them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I'm actually doing. Um, it's uh, some of the, the quarantine has brought about some lovely things in that me and some of my friends in Los Angeles are doing play readings every Friday. So, oh, like, um, Midsummer Night's Dream, which we're going to be doing this Friday. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm like, there's a theater geek there. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, I am definitely a theater geek. Who are you going to play? Who are you going to play? I don't know yet. They haven't announced the casting, but we, I, had a, I had a big role in the, in the play reading last week. So unfortunately, I don't know. I would really like to play, I think, Hermia. Hermia's got some great bits. Oh, Hermia's got some great lines. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she takes no prisoners. So I would like to have her, but I'll be happy either way. Okay, fair enough. So I I really want, I'm very curious about the script in When Hope Calls. Do you add your own little tidbits of British humor and the British terms that no one understands? Is that is that your influence? Do they ask you about those or that no one understands? (laughs) I missed the mark. (laughs) Um, Yes, I I honestly do. I think because obviously the um, the writers do such a great job of. of sort of capturing Maggie, but I think naturally as a Brit, I, I have an insight that perhaps a, an American or Canadian writer might not have. So I do, I do anglicize and put my own spin um, on quite a few things. I, I was particularly thinking of the dreaded Lurgy. You know? <laughs> oh, you know, actually that was, um, that was, that was, that wasn't me. I, I can't take credit for that. Oh, that wasn't you. That, that I'm trying to think of something. What was it? The line about finding, finding home in people. I think I I put my spin on that line. That was in. Okay. I think. But um, yeah, but yeah, lots of lovelies, lots of spit spots. Um, what else does Maggie say? There was a one of my favorite moments with you and Joe is the shant, when when you when you say I shant and he says no you shant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Jefferson does such a good job. He's so adorable as Joe. He is. He he really is. Yeah. 
it's it's so funny that you would say the whole no one understands me because when my brother came home from living in England, he was in the Leeds area, oh. and when he when he came home from the two years in England, one of the first things he did was go to the theater and see the movie theater, not the theater theater, but he went to the movie theater and saw Mrs. Doubtfire, and. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so do you remember at the very, very end when when Mrs. Doubtfire is on the TV show and she's asking the puppet monkey, do you know what language they speak in England? And the monkey says, Pakistani. And <laughs> my brother just starts cracking up laughing his head off can't catch his breath and everybody's looking at it like what <laughs> what's so funny yeah, about a brave inside joke for him having no leads. <laughs> so yeah when when you said no one understands me immediately that brought it brought that to my head because yeah you poor thing you know, I, think I think um I remember checking in with the cast sort of midway through the season because obviously I know like like any accent when you first hear it you sort of have to listen a bit harder because it's mm. do you know what I mean because your ear gets used to to what what it's around most of the time and I remember having to check in and be like do you guys understand me because because obviously they then know me but like I have to, I have to approach it you know that a lot of people are obviously meeting Maggie for the first time sure sure no and if you can't understand me then uh you know we're, we're in a bit of a pickle <laughs> that's a pro- that's a problem so like Maggie you've traveled extensively mm-hmm. and uh is there a favorite place that you've traveled and then also turn the table where would you love to go one day and are you going to say Nara? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't been to Nara. I would love to go to Nara. Um, Ah I've been to Japan but I haven't been to Nara. Um, But where would I love to travel? And where's your favorite place that you've been? Uh, That I've lived or been on holiday? Either. Um... I think I have to say my favorite place is Malaysia because that's my home. My family are there. Right. And, um, I just, yeah, when, when I go home, it's, it's just, a uh, life, life gets to be simple. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, don't need much. I don't really need to leave my neighborhood. I can just, you know, go to my cousin's house. We can go to, go to the local mall. Like I, I sort of enjoy the simplicity um there I think I went to Mexico City um last December and I think that's an amazing place but also I have to say Japan is is probably my most recommended destination because it literally feels like Jupiter like it's just another planet wow like uh yeah I think the Japanese are, are an amazing people and it's really strange like in like some of their technology has been around since the 80s. So you'll see something that you've never seen before, but in like an 80s style. It's just, it's just like they're, they're sort of light years ahead of the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to say Mexico City and Japan for now. All <laughs> right. <laughs> and in five minutes, it's going to change, yeah. right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then where would you love to go one day that you've never been to? Oh, well, maybe this is because I've, I've seen videos about the Venice canals, but I've never been to Venice. I just, oh. It's stunning. 
my mom my mom went to venice she took a big trip to italy that she saved for for a long time she and her sister went and she came back just raving yeah the italians like they I've, i've been to a couple of cities in italy and they just they've just done it right you know i mean in terms of like it's about food it's about oh yeah it's about sunshine and nature and like you know, you know, it's like that, that sounds like a good life to me. Yeah. My grandmother was Italian. So yeah, (laughs) that's why, that's, that's why my mom wanted to get back to get to Italy so much. So beautiful country. Mm -hmm. So I've heard never been yet, but so Mm -hmm. I've heard. (laughs) Okay. So sorry. Another moment of truth. Do you have a favorite episode? Yes. Uh, oh, 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 this is an easy one. Okay. <laughs> um, I might be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's episode six, but it's basically the gold episode. Oh, uh, yes. That, that episode was so much fun. And I just felt like it was, it was the first time we got to see like a cheekier, sort of more mischievous side of Maggie. Uh-huh. And yeah, it was just, it was such a joy to sort of play the comedy of those scenes and, and you know, have a little playful adventure. It was <laughs> the banter in those scenes. Oh my gosh. I thought I was going to roll over and die during <laughs> some of those scenes. <laughs> just, you and Joe playing off of oh, each other with that. This used to be the gold office. I know. You know, <laughs> just, <laughs> I, know I was just right laughing. I think just before that moment where he's walking from his store to the infirmary and I sort of, I dash, I think I'm speaking to Ron or something, and I dash over to cover the door. We had to shoot that scene, uh, you know, like that's, that's the thing on, you have to shoot from those different angles. So I sure. actually had, because um, obviously I'm, I'm eating a cupcake at the beginning of the scene. Right. So sort of a dream come true because every time we started the scene again, I had to eat a new cupcake. Oh, darn. I literally ate like six, I bit into like 16 cupcakes. And I was like, and and I had permission to do so. Because it was in the name of film and television. So that that also is why that was a favorite episode. I could just see you. Sorry, it's my job. You know, know, I've I've got to take one for the team here. And they were really good as well. They were, oh, what was it? What's, um, I want to say, what's, Pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice. Yeah, it was a pumpkin uh, spice. Oh. Lemon drizzle, just cool and like just beautiful. Just- oh, you're making my mouth water. I know. I know. <laughs> Sorry. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They are the good folks over at Skylight Frames, and we have Mother's Day coming up. Everybody is, you know, a little bit as you know in this weird spot you might be separated from your mother you might not be able to see her the way that like i was i've been frustrated i haven't been able to spend time with my mother and so you want to do something special for mother's day this year the skylight frame is a really great choice it's a digital frame but it looks just like any other uh, frame so it's not like the bulky ones like you see sometimes uh this is a really attractive nice looking digital frame and it works so effortlessly it's it's done all through you can email the photos to the frame and so you don't have to upload it the way you typically would upload a digital frame and so people could be out uh, uh, social distancing and send uh, a picture right to your frame and you wouldn't even 
uh, have to do anything complicated for it. It's really, really simple. There's a simple touch screen. You're able to heart pictures that you uh, enjoy. You can swipe through them. It's really, really nice. And so it's just, if you have people that aren't so tech savvy as far as something like Instagram, this is a really great way for them to share photos, get photos, and, uh, and to have them in this really attractive uh, frame. So you should definitely check it out. It sets up in under 60 seconds and uh, you get 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight frame, they'll offer you a full refund. And you can even load it with your favorite photos before giving it to them if you want, say, for Mother's Day to have all of the grandkids or all of, all of uh, memories of growing up or things like that. You can easily upload them and give them to, uh, to the person without even opening up the, uh, the frame. So it's a really nice, uh, nice system that way. And um, I gave my parents a skylight frame for Christmas and they've really been enjoying it. And my dad's a photographer. So it's really a nice way for him to share and get to view his favorite pictures. So definitely check it out right now as a special holiday offer. You can get $10 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash hallmark and you enter code hallmark. That's uh, skylight frame, $10 off your purchase at skylightframe.com slash hallmark and enter code Hallmark. And that's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash Hallmark. So check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. Well, and I have to tell you that that is something that we don't usually see a lot on the screen. We see, you know, if somebody's eating, they always finish the bite and then, and then talk. And I mean, I went through a whole drama class class instruction and then days afterwards performing scenes on how to eat with food in your mouth and blah 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 and I just I even wrote down in my notes because I was taking notes for the podcast to do the recap but I just wrote in huge capital letters I love this she's talking (laughs) with a mouthful that's fantastic um yeah it was so joyous but I I understand why actors sort of steer away from eating on camera because it, it, it that's I guess what you don't see is that as I'm sure you know from doing this course it's basically choreography because you have oh to it is completely and chew at the same time but obviously this was the best of both worlds where it was so simple because all I had to do was shove a cupcake into my mouth as you know as far as we could and and that, yeah. was, that was very easy to do <laughs> yeah. I played Little Red Riding Hood and in Into the Woods in high school ah. And so I, every time I came on stage, I was eating something different from the basket and, oh man, number one, I gained five pounds from that role. And then, and then number, well, I don't know exactly how much, but you know, and then the other thing was I really had to work on when I was going to talk. It definitely is choreography. Especially on stage. If you've got to get your sound out, like, yeah. (laughs) So speaking of stage, there was, there was something that I wanted to ask you about. Number one, what was it like working with Megan Follows? I'm a huge Anne of Green Gables fan. So, you know what? She is, she is really rare and really special. She's, she's someone who knows her craft um, Mm. right down to the T. And, and it's not just that it's that she, she's she's so fluent in in um 
in, in what a production is in that she thinks about every single person's job and every single person's role. So like one example, I remember um, uh, the, sound, the, the sound guy um, had said to me, uh, David, he was like, as soon as she walked on the set, she, she asked a question about the wood, the wood and what that would do for the sound department. So she's just, she's just so aware um, of every, cause that's the thing, every, we, you know, we're, we're all a small part of this big machine. Mm-hmm. And Megan just knows, knows the machine so well that she's able to sort of juggle a thousand different hats. And she, it was really interesting. We had her in the last block, so for, for the last two episodes. And she just sort of, you know, she, she shot in such a unique way. And she sort of had these really interesting dynamic shots she wanted to try. And, you know, obviously as an actor, she's, she's a joy to be directed by because she knows how to communicate with actors. And so she- Right, because she was an actress herself, yeah. Yeah, so she, she knows, you know, what note um, she wants you to hit. And, and yeah, she- she's really special i would i would i would absolutely love to work with her again yeah i had a i had a bit of a fangirl fit when i said oh megan follows directed this episode oh my gosh yes. <laughs> but one one thing i noticed is when you're moving things around your new home it reminded me of a stage production where you're just going in and out of frame moving the moving the furniture around and it just was it was so nostalgic for me to watch it so that re- it reminded me of a stage production yeah, and so that. you scene it was it was it was quite hectic because we obviously had a lot of people in a small space but right but it was I remember at the time because because sort of Maggie um Maggie's having to confront some some difficult topics in that scene and I yeah. was saying to Megan I was like I, I I feel like it would be too vulnerable for Maggie to just stand there and 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 say her truth and like I said I feel like I want to be active I want to be doing things Mm-hmm. Um, because do you know what I mean? I, and I think that's very true to real life. When, when sure. we deal with hard things, you know, it's it's much easier to do the washing up, and uh, or like be on <laughs> a walk, or so. Yeah, I, I I really enjoyed that scene. It was it was very technical because of the movement, but I felt like the movement complemented the uh, theme of the scene. Sure. Yeah. And then I I just loved how you immediately relaxed and and just felt so at ease when they came and threw you that housewarming party. You oh, really, yeah. You could, that was see, so you could see you visibly relaxing and visibly accepting this as home now. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, I, th- I just thought that was such a touching scene that, um, you know, obviously they had uh, taken, as- you know, the aspects of Maggie in, in her Britishness and, and sort of celebrated them and, and welcomed her. Um, into into the town. I thought, yeah, that was a very really heartwarming scene with the Chelsea fans. So, fun fact: yeah, when when you got so excited about the wellies, the yeah. first time that I watched the series, I was watching it on Hallmark Movies Now, and I had my I had my closed captioning on, and it said she shrieks. I said. No, no, wellies. That's an actual British word. I got so upset at the closed captioning because no, no. Oh, so they didn't recognize the word. No, they didn't recognize the word wellies. It's it was so sad to me. (laughs) North Americans generally know that term, or is that a very English term? Say that again. 
is is do the North Americans under like do do they know what wellies is or is that very English? I don't know if it's slang. That's no, that's that's pretty that's pretty British. But I knew it, and, yeah. but I was like, that's <laughs> that made me mad. I was like, but she said wellies. It's a British term wellies for in boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So. You probably know by now that there are a lot of people gunning for Maggie and Joe. Oh, I have a, I have a seen the odd thing here and there. I, I'm sure you have. I have to, I have to admit when it was showing for episode three, when it was showing the previously, and you and Daniel, the foreman, were kind of having that moment. I said, and they took such care. They took such care to show it in the previously. I said, oh my gosh, no way. Are they? Are they pairing up Daniel the foreman and Maggie the nurse? And that, of yeah. course, no. But I remember <laughs> the other cast members suspected that when we were first filming as well. They were like, is this a thing? And we were like, who knows? But really? It, but it wasn't. But yeah, we, we also had, had those questions at the beginning as well. Oh, that makes me feel so smart. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't too far off then. <laughs> So, yes, uh, Maggie and Joe have been shipped into Jaggy. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Is there anything that you can tell us about that? Uh, I I, I know, I know. (laughs) You're like, can you please, maybe? I don't, I don't want you to give away any trade secrets, but at the same time, you know, any little bit of information would be lovely. <laughs> I would so love to uh, provide that, unfortunately. <laughs> My lips seal. And what I can say, though, is that Jefferson and I, um, Jefferson, who plays Joe, we had a fantastic time. Um, he's a real joker, as am I. So, um, and we often um, we often did the drive up from Toronto together. And uh, and he's he's a great guy. He's a great actor. You know, he's a dad, and uh, he's a he's a lot of fun on a set. I can imagine. Yeah, the two of you had great acting chemistry together. So the the Jimmy bars, did you put that in or was that a script thing? Did you, uh, oh my goodness, the, the Jimmy bars was also a script thing. I feel like I'm losing my, uh, I'm losing my street cred here. <laughs> I, promise, I promise I came up with some gold. Uh, Jimmy bars was not mine. I just, I I have to tell you the way that the two of you play off each other. At first I was thinking, oh, I think it's cute if they just stay good friends. But the more I thought about it, you know, the, when he is constantly befuddled by you, you (laughs) and then the two of you working together to try to find gold. I mean, all of that was just if you'll pardon the pun, golden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, who who knows where um, where things will take us? Is there anything in the wind about maybe a season two? Are you allowed to say? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not allowed. I would love to say something, but I cannot say anything. Darn it. <laughs> Um, I'm, if you keep pressuring the forces and the powers that be, I'm sure, I'm sure an answer will come soon. Oh, hashtag me and you for season two. I love it. Got it covered. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Because if nothing else, everyone wants to see Feisty Maggie come back. You know, <laughs> I I want to see Feisty Maggie come back. She's she's got some more stories to tell. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. So, do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, behind the scenes moment of something that just totally made you crack up or yeah. what? I'm not sure if I, I might have spoke about this at the Hearties, but it, it's always the thing that, that stands out to me. Um, this was the first week of filming. And, um, you know, so obviously at the beginning, things, things are, you know, we're all trying to work, work, work the set out. And, you know, things are always, they have, a, there's always a bit of a teething period before we sort of settle into shooting and into the routine. Sure. This was the first week, and I think it was like a Friday night. It was like two a.m. We had already, we were already sort of over the uh, allotted time period of the day, so we were maybe in our, you know, fourteenth hour of the day or something wild like that. And it was, um, it was a scene in the hotel with a lot of, um, oh, I remember it was the episode that previously after the fire. So we had okay. a background in the scene. And um, it was just sort of high pressure in that it was the last scene of the day and, and we, we, you know, we were all tired. We all needed, you know, it was 2 a.m. We, we needed to go home. And um, so it was, with, it was Greg and I, so Chuck Stewart, um, mm-hmm. our first scene together. And um, I'm, I'm sort of glad Chuck, uh, Greg and I didn't have too many scenes together because he really makes me laugh. And that's really not, that's really not good when you're on a set trying to do a serious scene. But anyway, so Greg and I are doing this, um, you know, a moderately serious scene and, and all the townsfolk are in the hotel because we're, we're attending to people um, after the fire. And, right. And obviously, you know, we're in rural um, Hope Valley and uh, there was a goat in, in the hotel. <laughs> yes. And obviously, this goat is is a, is an actor too, um, but but maybe doesn't have the same etiquette. And so midway through the scene, and we've got you know there's a lot of people in this room. There's like twenty background. Everyone's trying to stay quiet. Greg and I are in the middle of the scene, and then I sort of follow Greg's eyeline to the corner of the room. And then midway through the scene, this goat is just peeing <laughs> in in the middle of the hotel and everyone is trying to stay quiet but obviously because it's so quiet I can just sort of hear this this strange sound and um and I was the one that took to crease first but I absolutely lost it I just I just thought funniest thing in the world like because you know like it was so heightened like everyone was tired and stressed we had to get last scene of the day and then this goat's just peeing in the middle of the room um so that that has to be one of my favorite memories. Well, and it's amazing what's funny at two in the morning, right? I mean, oh, any, col- yeah. any college student will tell you that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're tired. And yeah, we, we managed, we both, like I, I had tears streaming down my face, but we, we managed to get it together. But that was a real turning point of me going, Hanukkah, you're a serious actor, be mature. Like I really had to, you know, find that inner strength. Oh my goodness. So speaking of speaking of that episode, how did Rosemary's accent pass? Did it pass muster? Oh yes. Um, yeah, it was it, it was good and it was obviously cuz cuz she sort of says the one line and I'm like, "Oh, fantastic. You know, I found a a slice of home." Right. Yeah, that's why I thought 
oh dear that poor i remember watching it for the first time and oh no that poor girl she thought she found a fellow countryman (laughs) she did do she she definitely tricked maggie that's for sure yeah so but according according to maggie and according to hanukkah rosemary rosemary's accent passed muster Oh yeah, I mean she's an actress after all, isn't she? <laughs> that I always find it so funny when an actor plays an actor. It just makes me giggle. Yeah, <laughs> so. okay, yeah but yeah, that must be odd. <laughs> so, if you had to pick a favorite character on the show besides your own, what would it, who would it be? Oh, it's so tough because yeah, because I so um easily get lost because because we're all friends I sort of switch between between the uh, the actors and the characters mm-hmm, I, thought, mm-hmm. I think Ronnie did such a great job he was hilarious like <laughs> he was just ridiculous always and such that's a, a really good watch. word yeah right <laughs> that's a really good word for him yes Ronnie, yeah he I really enjoyed watching him and I mean also you know Tess Stewart I just think um yeah, she sort of holds such a grace and a, and a powerful elegance. Yeah, maybe between those two. And intimidation, according to Maggie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't double-cross her. <laughs> no, that, that's for sure. Are you familiar with the movie, the Australian movie Man from Snowy River? No, I'm not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there's a line in there about I'm not hiding behind the skirts of a bunch of women. It, it just, oh. when, I saw, when I saw how much Ronnie actually does that, it, just, <laughs> <laughs> it made me think of that movie that, and giggle. Oh, yes, he's very good at that. <laughs> so what, what we like to do when we, when we end the interviews for your first time is we just have some silly questions that we run off at you so what is your favorite ice cream flavor uh chocolate what for sure chocolate all the way oh so is it just chocolate or is it a specific kind of chocolate um oh you know what's what's and yeah some of the naughtiest ice cream i've ever had has to be the haagen-dazs chocolate and peanut butter oh ice cream will change your life that is a (laughs) chest offer yeah (laughs) Well, dear, you need to come back to Texas because you said yeah. you've been here before. You need to come yeah. back to Texas and you need to taste Bluebell Dutch chocolate. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm having a real conundrum at the moment because I haven't been buying ice cream because it, I can't have ice cream in the house and, it not, and, and not finish it. But then I'm <laughs> finding that there is no ice cream in the house. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it's that, a that's a cycle. real... Oh, yeah, that's a terrible position to be in. I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's a that's a Texan ice cream. You can't get it very many other places. So yeah. you need to come back to Texas and you need to try Bluebell Dutch chocolate. Bluebell Dutch chocolate. I am yeah. I, I will do that. I will commit to that. <laughs> what is your favorite color? I think my favorite color is green. Ah, any yeah. particular shade or just green? Um, I, I definitely um, have been going through a bit of an olive green phase because I had mm-hmm. my previous house, my bathroom was quite gray. So I thought I could complement it with sort of olivey, earthy green. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah, that's, that's my green phase right now. Um, you know, that's subject to change. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What music are you into right now? Ooh, um, who have I been listening to? 
um, actually, what's her name? Uh, Christina and the Queens. I saw, she just has this single called People I've Been Sad. She's a French musician. And I actually mm-hmm. don't know much about her, but she's the first person to come to mind because I think on YouTube the other day, I've forgotten the name, but they had that sort of concert with all the stars singing and raising money. Ah, uh, yes. I hadn't heard of her, but she sort of came and sung, sung a song in her living room in Paris. And uh, I just thought she was amazing. Like she's this sort of stunning contemporary dancer and just very, uh, very original. Huh. So I to say Christina and Queens, even though I've only had one song. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to date night food? I'm a real sucker for Italian. Oh, it's, like, it's the best. It's really the best. best. And like I always say, if there was one cuisine I had to live off of, it would be Italian. Never lets you down. So do you have do you have a favorite restaurant there in Toronto that you go to? Mm, there's a really good restaurant called Taroni, which is sort of a, a chain and they they're very strict in terms of like they don't um they really stay true to their meals and I think that's why they've been so successful in that they don't do a lot of um substitutions they sort of keep mm-hmm. it classic um but i mean the, the best italian has to be in italy but of course uh yeah i would say taroni is really good and I'm, what's I'm, your favorite dish in taroni's um well i'm vegetarian so i think that's my favorite i do i just love a uh, i love a ravioli mm. classic ravioli you know like a butternut squash ravioli Ooh, um, sounds yummy you know, anything with caponata. Uh, yeah, just anything and everything Italian always plays. <laughs> and tiramisu, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm getting, now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, let's, let's switch. What's your go-to date night activity? What do you love to go and do? Ooh, date night activity. I haven't, this is just making me go, I don't go on enough dates. <laughs> An old soul. Um, I mean, I, I've always, I go, I don't go to the theater as much here, but I, I absolutely love going to the theater. That's, I used to go every week in London. And I, I guess if I were to have, does that count as, as an activity? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, go, go, go to the theater. It would be mine. You know? <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then discussing, discussing it afterwards. That's, that's a good night out. <laughs> With Italian food. Good luck finding a man who will do that. <laughs> I'll keep searching. Oh, my my husband is really sweet about taking me to see plays when when there's one in town, but he he's not up much for discussing, you know. So uh, I yeah, I just I love diving into any storytelling. I'm just a sucker, you know. I just like yes. I believe. <laughs> well, you call me anytime. And I we'll will. Next time we'll... I'm in Austin, we can uh, have some ice cream and go to the theater. <laughs> and tear a story apart. <laughs> I'll show you Man from Snowy River. <laughs> okay. It's a deal. Uh, dogs or cats? Um, that I don't think that's a fair question, um, but I'm going <laughs> to say dogs. I think they're, they're both wonderful creatures, but I think dogs, um, dogs just... Um, bring us bring us so much joy don't they they're just so they're just too good for us they're so kind they're so happy to see us no matter how awful we are dogs I'm, dogs will I'm always be there to forgive us i'm i'm 100 percent behind you always, on that yeah one. i feel like a cat sort of calls you on your nonsense a cat's like hey <laughs> hey you're being a jerk you know like they they'll tell you it's the dog's like 
a dog will just roll over and be like, sure. <laughs> beaches or mountains? Oh, beaches. Definitely okay. beaches. Mountains are beautiful, but I, I, I'm not a huge fan of going uphill. It's not, <laughs> it's, it doesn't, it's not fun after a while. It definitely kills your legs. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, formal gown or sweats? Oh, it's going to be sweats. Yeah, especially nice. now, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's nice to dress up every now and then, but day to day, I'm very. Um, and I think, obviously, with my job, that's that's when I sort of get dolled up. But day to day, I very rarely wear makeup um, or do my hair. I, I like to be comfortable. Um, you know, I'm 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 going off skinny jeans. I've had enough of skinny jeans now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like the older I get, the more practical I get. <laughs> well, good for you. I'm all for that. So. <laughs> Favorite holiday? Christmas. I think just because it's, um, it's so sacred in that, uh, you know, so, cause, because so many people in my, in my life celebrate it. It's, it's that sacred family time. Um, and I just love that there's sort of an agreement between Christmas and New Year that the world stops. In terms <laughs> yes. of like, you know, what I mean? it's just like you know when you go on vacation and and you still check your emails because you don't want to miss out. Whereas like everyone's agreed to not check their emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Christmas is my favorite time of the year too. So, <laughs> and now I don't know how many of these that you've seen but do you have a favorite hallmark movie oh i haven't seen too many um but yeah, I'm, oh no I'm, I'm gonna get the name wrong um and this is only because i like know a few people in it but it's something in paris and um i'm, I'm friends with jerry o'connell it was jerry o'connell and i've also worked with his wife rebecca romaine and and jocelyn hudon yes. was also in it Yes, so yes um uh, I'm gonna say that one it's it's gonna it's it's gonna come to me it's gonna come to me hold on <laughs> love locks there it is love okay sorry it had nothing to do with Paris so maybe I maybe I misled you oh no 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 it take it takes place in Paris oh is it but the title I thought the title was like oh yeah Paris, but love locks Love Locks. Actually Jocelyn was in that one I know so I'm so that's why it's got my vote because it's got Three, three great people in it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, Hanika, thank you so much for oh, joining me. This has been a much. pleasure. Lovely. So do you have social media that you would like to share? Yeah, sure. Um, oh, dear. Um, I'm a... Uh, oh, dear. Let me check. <laughs> I know I'm on social media. I just don't know what my names are. Um, my, my Twitter name is Hanika underscore Talbot. That's H-A-N-N-E-K-E underscore T-A-L-B-O-T. And my Instagram is Hanika dot Talbot. Um, so H-A-N-N-E-K-E dot T-A-L-B-O-T. Um, so that's, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl, Cami spelled K-A-M-I, on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page, and my blog is hookedhardy.com. And you can follow the podcast everywhere on social media, Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. And if you're on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Also, remember, we have our merch store that's got tons of Hardies and Postables and Hallmarkies and Chessies inspired art and it's going like hotcakes. 
Talks. Also consider becoming a patron in our Patreon group. There are lots of exclusive and giveaways. So we look forward to seeing you there. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.